Welcome to the Foodist Life podcast with me, Jambo, and me, Steph. So, Steph, this week we are talking uh, calorie deficit and not just calorie deficit. Obviously, you bang on about the calorie deficit, how important it is to actually lose weight. And it's the only thing that really matters to lose weight is the calorie deficit. But we're talking about the size of the calorie deficit this week and the importance of it and what effects it can have having a larger deficit, smaller deficit. So talk to us. Talk to us about the calorie deficit. Yes, love this. So we've got three types of deficits. We've got a small deficit, medium and a large. So when we're focusing on a small deficit, we've got more flexibility, but slower progress. And then if you're looking at the large deficit, you've got less flexibility, but the progress is going to be quicker. So there's obviously ranges in between all of those deficits. And where you sit on the scale is going to depend on so many different factors and this is why it's not one size fits all and everyone needs a personalized approach because things you can look at within a different types of deficits or different sizes is what you've got going on in your lifestyle for example at that particular time if you're someone that has got three social occasions you've got a wedding you've got a holiday and you've got a birthday in that particular month maybe a smaller deficit is going to suit you better at that in that particular month, but then you're going to have other months where you don't have much going on, so you don't need so much flexibility around the calories and the food you're eating. So that month you might have a larger deficit and have a little bit of quicker progress. So it's, it comes down to, let's say, the, the 800 calories. People are like, oh, stick to 800 calories and then you'll lose weight really fast. Yeah, nice and easy to say in theory, but there's so many things to consider around that. Yeah. So I think what uh, a lot of people make, maybe mistakes they make, are they think being really aggressive with calories, surely being more aggressive with my calorie deficit, all of a sudden I'm going to have bigger results, quicker results. But what is the, the negative side to that? A lot of people fall off the wagon, I think, for one, but also there's a lot of health negatives by having a huge calorie deficit, no? Yeah, there's, this is where like I'm definitely not against like, an aggressive large calorie deficit, but I'm also not against a small one. Like I say, it depends, but what you've got to think about is weigh up the pros and cons. So if you're in a large calorie deficit, you've got to think, right, you're gonna lose more muscle mass in that time. Your hormonal profile is gonna be different. Like you've got to think you're not eating as many nutrients. You're not fueling it with all the calories that it potentially needs. So things like sex drive, energy levels, they all might go lower or plummet is probably the better word you can also look at things like bone mineral density so as i said you're eating less nutrients calcium for example you're eating less of it so if you're in an aggressive calorie deficit for a period of time you're not getting those nutrients therefore other things are going to suffer in the same breath though if debbie is someone that's got five stone to lose and she wants to get that off quickly and she comes to me and says steph i want to go on an 800 calorie diet for the next month then there's nothing wrong with doing that for a short period of time because if that's what helps start debbie's momentum to get going with the weight loss absolutely fine but is it a long-term solution gosh no yeah i was going to say i think what people might want to who's listened to this podcast might want to know is what is a, a healthy deficit what is an aggressive deficit and how long is it sustainable to do an aggressive deficit safely perhaps weeks months years what are we talking so when i set people on their calorie deficit diets whether it's lean beans one-to-ones 
I'll always start with a moderate deficit because that's, as we've talked about, that's a medium amount of flexibility and a good amount of progress. So we know we need to see progress as humans because it's good for the momentum and stuff. But then people will chop and change as we go. So it's analyzing, actually, this is quite easy for me to stick to. I'm not feeling hungry. I'm still able to motivate myself to exercise and train. Everyone's going to respond differently to a set amount of calories that they're given. So yeah, when we're looking at sustainability, another thing that I don't really talk about too much until people actually work with me, but is looking at macro cycling your calories. So just like people might have heard of it with workouts and training, like you go through a training stage of let's say three months, five months, and then you change up your program after that so that you keep the body moving and progressively overloading stuff. So the same goes with a calorie deficit. So let's say Debbie's sticking to her macro deficit for five month period. The chances are Debbie's going to come out of that deficit because of X reason, like she has a holiday, she has a birthday. The chance of her sticking to a deficit for five months consistently is very, 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 very low slash impossible. So looking at macro cycling the deficit over a period of a few months then coming out of that deficit they're going back up to maintenance calories just to kind of reset not only your body physically your hormones your appetite everything also your mind your mindset mm -hmm. so it's nice to come back up to maintenance for a bit the more aggressive your calorie deficit the more i would suggest that you come out of the deficit and go up to maintenance the, the smaller your deficit the less that you need to think about all right i need to come out of this for a while yeah, I was going to actually say, well, I think we're, we're both on the calorie deficit at the moment. Am I right saying that, Steph? Mm, so I, I guess my approach has been recently is I'd just say like a moderate calorie deficit. But uh, where I'm focusing so much on my training as well, I don't want my training performance to hinder that. I actually went two weeks on a moderate one. And, and this week I'm having a slightly higher Still in a calorie deficit mind, but I'm just having like a slightly higher, a bit more carbohydrates in my diet as well. Because as we've said before, sometimes it's easier to cut back on a certain food group to reduce the calories. So like before I was having like a lot of oats in the morning, I've just cut back on the oats and I'm having something else now. But this week I've gone on to having a bit more oats, having a bit more carbohydrates just to bump my calories up a little bit more. And what we touched on there is like the mental side of it as well. Like a, the first couple of weeks, I was I found it very, very draining, like to focus so much on it. And now I feel kind of excited to get back onto it as well. Mm. So interesting. You increase your carbohydrates, you feel better. <sighs> I know, shock. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's also a good point. And my mum is a really good example of this, actually. So talking about personalized individuals' calories, like I always talk to my lean beans about thinking about your calorie average over a week rather than just a day. So what my mum likes to do, for example, is have two days a week where she actually eats like 800 calories. And then the other five days, she then has more flexibility. So yeah. Yeah, two days a week at work where she's busy anyway, she doesn't have time to think so much about the food, etc, etc. Those are the days she's like, right, stick to the low calories, absolutely fine. Then she has the weekend when out with her friends, doing whatever, then she has more calories to play with, more flexibility. So even I guess, when we're looking at different size deficits, we can look at that within the day and the week as well. Yeah, you actually inspired me. I messaged so listeners of this podcast I actually messaged Steph last weekend usually when I go into calorie deficits all or nothing for me and it works for me I'm just 
I get my head in the zone and then I, this is how I work, but I try to have a bit of a more, I guess, mentally healthy approach this time. Uh, and I messaged Steph at the weekend that I had a few days where I had less calories in the week. So I think during the week I was 300 under what my deficit would have been for a couple of days. And then Saturday I had guilt-free beer, pizza. And I think, yeah, the, the mental side of it in the diet, it definitely I can see the benefits of it. And people are like, oh, tracking calories are so boring. It doesn't really have to be boring. Like there's so many things that you can look at and analyze. Like you, when you sent me the text, it was the graph in my fitness power of high days and low days or yeah. however you've broken down your days. And it's so cool to look at. Like, it's like, you've thought about this, you've planned ahead and you've made it fit you. And you know, you had whatever coming up at the weekend, you wanted more beer, you wanted pizza. So you accounted for that in the week, which is so exciting. Yeah, and I think we spoke about it before as well on the podcast. I think it was the office environment about people bringing food into work and eating stuff for the sake of eating it. Usually during the week, I, I, I'm not going to go and binge on pizza. Or I'm not going to have pizza, but the weekend it's quite nice to have. So it just it was like, instead of me maybe having something during the week, which maybe I wasn't that keen on, not that I wasn't keen on, I love food, but um, you know, saving it and just like holding back a little bit so that at the weekend I could have something that I really enjoyed. Like Saturday night, I sat there, I had beers, I had a pizza. I didn't even think about it, put into um, my fitness pal. And then I was still under my week average, like you said. And I was just like, oh, there's just, it's such an empowering feeling, like being in control and enjoying it as you go. And anyone that says dieting is miserable is soul destroying. No, it's not. Like, we're not going to sit here and say, yes, it's, uh, it's nice. You're never going to be hungry. You're never going to lack any energy. Of course you are, because you're holding energy back that your body wants. But there's ways around it to make it enjoyable, to have a good time and lose some weight and feel better and feel more confident. <laughs> right, Steph, I have another question for you, and I love my questions. I am training. Uh, I'm also in a calorie deficit. How, how long do you recommend somebody to... Because if I was in a very aggressive calorie deficit and I was training, I'd certainly uh, burn out mentally. Physically, I'd start to suffer my hormones, my sex drive, things like that. What would you recommend to people if they were tempted to go into an aggressive calorie deficit for, you know, how long for? What are we talking? What's sustainable? So this, I've talked quite a lot about personalization today, and this is very, very personalized to the individual. If you're going to be in a large calorie deficit, my recommendation is that training doesn't actually happen too much. Or should I reword that and say intense training? So heavy lifting, getting that heart rate up really, really high. Because you've, you've got to think like if your calories are plummeted, that's a big stressor on the body. So extra stress, like training, has a big impact on the overall umbrella, looking at the whole calorie deficit. It makes it harder. The more stresses you have, the harder it is. Like we know this, like general life stress. Like if you have too much stress, first thing to go out the window is usually health and fitness, right? So right. if you're focusing on a, a large calorie deficit and an aggressive calorie deficit, keep the training to a lower intensity. That's my opinion. That's what's worked in my experience with working with people with larger calorie deficits. Have you done a large calorie deficit and tried to continue training quite intensely? Is it, how's that been for you? Uh, I have done it in the past. It's, it's funny, actually, I look back on pictures of 2018. I did a quite an aggressive cut and I was training twice a day as well. And my body composition 
in the pictures, like my legs were so skinny. I actually have to, I have to send you the picture, but yeah, no. So my, although my training wasn't great, it, I, I wouldn't say that it suffered massively, but I think my performance did suffer. And when I say like performance, although I was still training at high intensity, when I look back, my performance wasn't actually great. Like I felt like I was really pushing out the boat and I was doing great stuff. But when I look back in hindsight, I wasn't. Yeah. And again, it comes down to personalization too. But let's say, for example, Debbie has, she's on a large calorie deficit. She works nine till 6 p.m. She has three kids. She only really has the weekends and the evenings to train. My suggestion, if she's in a large calorie deficit, is focus on getting more sleep, focus on relaxing, chilling. Because if Debbie's going to the gym at 7 p.m. at night, she hasn't had many calories. Her energy levels are not as high as she would like them to be when she's going to the gym. Then I'd question whether it's worth it. Like if she can get out for some walks at the weekend, and I'm not saying don't do any exercise, of course. Like if, if she's mm-hmm. an individual that really likes that and she gets good lifestyle benefits from doing that, absolutely fine. But for the most people that I've worked with in a large calorie deficit, trying to add intense exercise sessions to that equation is hard. Yeah. It's hard, hard, hard. Certainly something we've banged on about on a couple of podcasts now is that you, you can't hit both exercise and calorie deficit. You can't hit them both hard. You have to choose one or the other, have one focus. And actually off air, we were talking, I hurt my back. And it, instead of just being like, a, oh, I can't train as much now, maybe I can focus more on my nutrition because before I was trying to maybe balance a bit too much between the two. And yeah, if you half ass one side you get half ass results so yeah, yeah it's being 100 percent all in for one and then you know what if your main goal is to lose weight then focus on one thing focus on nutrition get that down get the weight down and then if your secondary goal is performance getting better in the gym getting fitter healthier that way then there's time to focus on that like trying to do it all at once is it's, we have enough going on in our lives and our worlds in our heads to worry about and then trying to add all these other things in is it's hard like well mm-hmm. i'm sure the list the listener is nodding and agreeing with us <laughs> whilst we talk about this because absolutely so what i'm hearing steph is obviously i think i've seen it a lot we're recording this in sort of the we're approaching spring and a lot of people leading up to summer all of a sudden go oh i've got to lose all that lockdown weight i've got to lose the winter weight Although it's it's not dangerous to go in too aggressive, aggressive uh, calorie deficit. And one thing I hear a lot is that if you're in too much of an aggressive deficit, that your body holds on to oh. fat. Oh, <laughs> you had to bring it up, didn't you? <laughs> it was only a matter of time. It was actually funny enough. I saw a couple of memes about it, or not even memes. They were like graphics that people put on Instagram saying that if you're below a certain amount of a deficit, then your body goes into uh, survival mode and it keeps on to your body fat and you don't actually lose weight. For those that cannot see and you can't see because we're on a podcast, I'm face palming my own face right now. This is literally one, oh, so annoying. So like, think about, I'm not even going to go into the science right now. Think about a starving human in Africa. Are they overweight because they're starving? No, they are not. So looking at the science, the bigger the calorie deficit, the more you'll lose weight. The reason that people go into a large calorie deficit 
and put on weight is simply because they are not sticking to that large calorie deficit consistently over a period of time. Let's say Monday to Saturday, they're eating 800 calories. They stick to that nicely. Perfect. They then get to Sunday and they're like, oh, I feel really good. I'm just going to have a few extra donuts, a few extra whatever. They're then not in a calorie deficit. They might even actually at the end of the week end up averaging at maintenance calories. If they're putting on weight, like some of these are suggesting, then they're eating in a calorie surplus. There's, there's literally no more to it other than weight loss is a numbers game. If you're in a large calorie deficit consistently, you're going to lose the body fat. You're not going to hold on to anything extra. That is not how the body works. First law of thermodynamics is a lot more simple than, oh, I'm holding on to extra body fat because I'm in an aggressive calorie deficit. No. No. Again, with an aggressive calorie deficit is... I don't know why this, I hear this occasionally. I don't know if you've ever come across this, maybe because I'm in a gym environment. People believe that when you're in an aggressive calorie deficit that, that you, you become more muscular because you lean up quicker and all of a sudden your muscles are exposed or something. Some nonsense that you hear about calorie deficits, I think there's so much myth that goes around about whether you, your body gets, if you're in too aggressive of a deficit, your body stores fat, or if you... Get, lose weight too quickly that all of a sudden you become muscular which i wish was the case <laughs> but i think it's just very very important to and we keep banging on about this is not listen to stuff on instagram memes it might be a picture that you're seeing with a nice graphic it's just to be very aware of things yeah and the muscular one is such a good example like if advice doesn't sound like common sense then question it with all of your being. The muscular one, for example, I think you touched on it, Jambo, is you lose the body weight quickly. You then don't have, let's say on your arms, your biceps are then more muscular. That's because you have less body fat around those muscles. Mm -hmm. Therefore, yes, you look more muscular or lean because you don't have the body fat. It's not because you suddenly like gained five yeah. pounds of muscle just because you're in a large deficit. Think of it in a common sense way. And I, I know it's easy to say, but sometimes you just need to hear someone say it. It's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I think one thing that uh, I think as well, people need to be aware of when they do a calorie deficit, and it's kind of like an officious cycle, is a lot of people want to look better uh, being in a calorie deficit. That's what potentially health reasons. But there are a lot of people that want to just look better and feel better than themselves. And when we go into a calorie deficit, if you are in too aggressive of a calorie deficit, then your body composition does change. You lose more muscle mass. In the long term, I think a lot of people, I've seen it before, where people try and lose weight quite aggressively and they do a great job. And uh, I actually played cricket with a guy who lost two stone over the winter. Fantastic. But all of a sudden he wasn't happy with his body because he lost so much muscle mass as well that he just didn't, he didn't recognize who he was. And I've, I've done it before as well, where I always was solely focused on was trying to get leaner and I did get very lean but all of a sudden my body composition changed and I was I wasn't happy with how I looked either so those those are the risks that you're almost chasing something that's never if you go after it too quickly and you're too aggressive you don't actually find the the sweet spot the happiness yeah and I think you almost have to do this yourself and experience it to know actually a slower steadier deficit is the way to go because not only are you gonna not feel so deprived you're also gonna save like you say your body composition you're gonna feel better and 
it's it's always the unsexy advice that we like to give but slow and steady is a long-term winner 100 percent. i think another one with an aggressive deficit if you try and maintain it for a long time and you are successful in maintaining it for a long time i've personally found that afterwards my weight has gone up again it's ballooned because I haven't had like that happy ground of actually learning how to control my calories, like the maintenance, the being in a slight deficit, actually having control of my food because I've been so one way that then when I go the other way, I haven't actually had to learn that, that vital steps of maybe some days being slightly under, some days you can afford to be slightly over. Whereas when I'm always massively under, then it's like I haven't learned anything at all. Yeah. And being in an aggressive deficit for too long, if you're doing this yourself and not working with someone, what can happen is you kind of get used to that new person that you are. So you're the new person that doesn't train so hard in the gym, that does live below average of an energy levels. Like your mood naturally, is just a bit more up and down. You're more mellow. You don't have so much life about you. Like it sounds weird, but you just become used to that and you just become that person. Whereas mm-hmm. if you've got a coach being like, you are boring, <laughs> yeah. then, then you know, okay, actually it's time to come out of the deficit, come back up to maintenance a little bit for a little bit and work it around just life. I think definitely for, for me personally, I think I'm going to be on a calorie deficit now for the next probably 16 weeks or so. I'm going to take a couple of days at sort of a very small deficit and then a couple of days, a couple of weeks at a very small deficit. And then maybe have a week where I'm a bit more aggressive and then just keep cycling on and off because yeah, before I think I have got exactly how you've described, you kind of get used to being in a really massive calorie deficit so that your mood changes and your performance changes and you become that person. Whereas this time I'm going to learn from mistakes made. There we go. And look, you've got the accountability to all of us now. I know. We're going to see how it goes over the next few weeks. Uh, Exciting. I have to I have to get some pictures up on uh, Instagram or something. Yeah, you should definitely definitely oh. do that. Exciting cool. times. So, Steph, what is the takeaway from sizes of calorie deficits, uh, the effects they can have, and the real importance of understanding what the size of the calorie deficit does? Yeah, I think first and foremost, it's important to understand the impact of a large versus a small calorie deficit. And then you have to personalize it around you, around your lifestyle, what's going on. And then also understanding things like the larger your deficit, the more muscle mass you're going to lose, the lower your sex drive, the lower your mood, energy levels, and working out, thinking of a plan of the next month, the next two months, what you want to see. Do you, are you okay with looking a little bit leaner, losing some muscle mass? And for a lot of people, that will be fine for a few months. No problems. We're not sitting here saying don't do an aggressive calorie deficit because if that's what's going to work for you and that's going to start your momentum and get you going on the game train, absolutely fine. Just make sure that you understand all the variables that go along with the different size deficits. Absolutely. I guess my takeaway is um, I think if you rush results, you'll get you'll get like a short-term fix. I think these are the things, and I've learned the hard way, is slow and steady does win the race. I've done it where I've gone on an aggressive calorie deficit before, and I've lost a ton of weight and leaned up, but it's not sustainable. The results aren't sustainable either. So it's about learning. It's almost doing the hard yards, and we talked about it before. Yeah, doing the hard yards, learning the journey, um, and having a better appreciation of what what you can do and fit into your lifestyle. 
Love it. Love it. Right, Steph, where can we find you? You can find me predominantly on Facebook and Instagram at foodislife.nutrition. So everything that we talk about now, loads of free information, videos, content, content, content. So definitely go and check that out. Website, foodislifenutrition.com. And you can sign up to my daily emails there. There's also links in the show notes to all of these places. Jambo, where is us? Where can we find you? So you can find me strictly on Instagram. It's at jambo.the.great. Or if you'd like to follow my recipes, it's at jambo.the.recipes. Anyone that wants to leave us a review, please do. It means the absolute world to us. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, make sure you subscribe because then you get notification be like yes there's another food is live podcast episode out so definitely worth having a little subscribe but thank you for supporting us thank you for sharing our podcast around it does mean the absolute world to us it does right guys until next time bye 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 bye